What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting from the newly constructed Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode number 93. And as we look outside at Trader Joe's and Clarendon Grill, let's bring in our co-hosts to my left. It's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I think I'm going to buy a computer. Oh, really? What, what the, the, the seven-year-old Apple that you have? It's actually 10. Yeah, the 10-year-old <laughs> Apple. It's probably a Macintosh. It's so old. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you probably are too young to know what a Macintosh is, but good. All right, well, we'll have to get into that, but I also want to bring in our uh, other co-host to my right. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Stop talking about our neighbors if they don't advertise with <laughs> That's us. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, I retract that. Uh, mm. We are always open. We're across the street from some other establishments in yes. Clarendon. <laughs> if, and if they want to advertise with us, we are always mm-hmm. uh, open for uh, their business. Uh, if you want to promote your business through a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was a freebie GB. <laughs> you don't get any more. Uh, is there not a conflict of interest of us uh, promoting these uh, yeah, through there, the store? There, I think there's there a conflict is. of interest. There is, yeah. We, we, we are always taking sponsorships. And if it's, mm-hmm. if it's those two I mentioned or computer brand that I just mentioned for Joanna, yeah. uh, we're, we are interested. So uh, tweet us at Pace the Nation. We can, uh, we can work out sponsorship, so sponsorship deals with uh, any business. Um, we probably shouldn't even advertise the computer industry. Let's just say that it's an electronic <laughs> <laughs> right. device to which we use that makes our life easier. Yeah, that's, that's true. And has fast computations. Well, we are recording here on a Saturday. Uh, thank you guys for making it work. Uh, full disclosure, again, pulling back the curtain, we uh, recorded an interview uh, with a guest earlier this week and excited to, to play that interview, but it isn't a live interview. So, uh, Yeah, but this show's not live yeah, either. Well, well, live. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I guess <laughs> It's all pre-recorded. That's true. I'm just saying the continuity isn't going to be uh, perfect today. Do you, do you feel like our listeners would, would realize that? Yeah, I think they would. So I, I don't want to try to pull the wool over their eyes. Today. They they would wonder why I was so quiet during the interview. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so Doc's uh, had some other engagements and could not make the interview. I got engaged. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh. Uh, still, uh, He's still available. Uh, we, we are excited, though, to sit down with Brian Fetzer, uh, the director of track and field and cross country at the University of Virginia. And that's why I'm particularly upset that Doc's... Uh, wasn't here for that interview. Well, then don't schedule interviews when I'm not available. <laughs> uh, I know. That's true. Like, I hope you're upset at yourself. Brian had a short window, but he was great to uh-huh. join us. So we will play that recorded uh-huh. interview that uh, Joanne and I did uh, last Thursday. I just made eye contact with somebody on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are uh, people are walking by and wondering uh, what's going the, on. The here. smile on his face kind of like... Uh, like these people think that they're seeing something that they they shouldn't be seeing that's what the look on their face is they don't want to look in they're like ah it's like a car crash I shouldn't really look Mm -hmm. but I have to look and this guy has walked by six times Uh, so we're going to get to Brian's interview and a lot more to get into today uh, today's big show Uh, we're going to talk a little about uh, Coach Sensowitz he's up in New York this weekend at mm-hmm. the Milrose Mile. Hmm. Why aren't we in New York at the Milrose <laughs> Mile? Ah, 
that's for another podcast. Isn't it called the Wanamaker Mile? Well, it, it, it's the Wanamaker Mile at the Milrose Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to be more uh, correct. If I, we're going to be nerdy, let's be yeah, 100% invested in being track nerds. So Coach is up there to watch his son Matthew run the race. Uh, he's getting a tattoo, uh, and either he's getting one today or got one yesterday. So by the time you hear this, he will have had uh, a tattoo. I don't know where he's going to get it. He's getting it on his on his shoulder. Okay, on his yeah, shoulder. Okay, yeah. all right. He probably mentioned that at the book signing event in Boston. The only one that listens. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be highlights of that before the Wanamaker Mile. So to really get the crowd warmed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Will they show it at the at the track meet, or is it just going to be on the television broadcast? Well, we'll get into it. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much. We had a lot of tattoos. Why are we talking. not allowed to talk? Like you're the only one who's allowed to talk. <laughs> I just talk. want to set the scene here. <laughs> I know, but you're saying all this stuff and you're keeping us intrigued. Uh, also, there was a bobcat in Arlington. I wanted to touch on that. Uh, the first down 5K was last week. A previous guest of the show mm-hmm. upgraded a medal. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, I-, I wanted to thank uh, Steve, and we will get into this right now. I wanted to thank Steve uh, Lyco for making this studio happen. We're not quite done yet, but there is a, what are those, time-lapse videos? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? On uh, our, our Twitter, at uh, Pace the Nation, you can see the building of the Studio 1A in about two or three minutes. And I think it's really well done. And, and I wanted to thank Steve. And I know Steve's got some more work to be done, and he's excited to get it done. But uh, thanks, Steve, for making it happen. All right, but before we get into all that, if, if you guys will indulge me for a second here. Uh, have, w- have we ever, in 93 episodes, <laughs> have we ever not indulged you? Yeah, probably not. Probably probably not because I force you to and steamroll, uh, steamroll on. Well, today's a new day. Joanna, <laughs> what would you like to talk about? <laughs> Computers. Okay. Well, right. Not we've, computers. We've, we've, those we've, electronic, electronic devices, devices that will make that. my life easier. Uh, all right. Well, we've talked enough about those. So I was at the... <laughs> we was, said a sentence. We're good. Is it, is it that easy to move on? I was, <laughs> if I had known that, our shows would be like 30 minutes. One, one, of the, one of the things that I do with regularity is go to the dog park, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It's a good I, thing you have a dog. I, I know. I was noticing... Wow. I was noticing... Uh, at the dog park yesterday, there's all these community of people who are talking to one another, and mm-hmm. it's a real social outlet for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know why? Because they're not uh, buried on their device sending Meanwhile, work emails. Ex- exactly. Meanwhile, I am headphones in, usually a hood up when it's uh, cold oh, uh, during the winter, uh, doing an email or listening to a podcast, listening to uh-huh. our podcast. Uh, probably multitasking, definitely not talking to people. But it, so it came to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I antisocial because I don't talk to the other no, people? No, that's the wrong the word. The, the word. It's not antisocial. Yeah, you're a jerk. I don't think it's. I don't think I'm a jerk because <laughs> jerks always say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, f- I feel like I-, I feel like I am a very friendly community-based type person. Except at the dog park. Except at the dog mm-hmm. park. And it hit me and I felt really bad because all these people come and they- they're all friends. Yeah. And I'm like this lone wolf to mm-hmm. the side. Oh, that's the wrong thing to be in a dog park. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, so I, 
I, I didn't know whether I, I need to, and I wanted to get you guys' take, because I always uh, bring my dilemmas to you I, in the show. I'm going to let Joanna go first, because I'm about to jump out of my seat and give you a big speech. <laughs> well, so I, I, need, I need Joanna to, to talk so I can calm myself I, and collect my I, thoughts. A, a guy who is base his professional life around community, and, and if I'm at a fun run, I like to talk to everybody. I, yeah. I like working mm-hmm. in the store, talking to people. But if I'm at the dog park, and it just hit me yesterday like a tidal wave, I am so antisocial, and these people there, it are, hit you. this is probably like their favorite, one of their favorite moments of the day. Well. Dude, I feel like we're on the Truman Show. This guy has run by in those green socks three times now. As Doc's uh, is, is watching <laughs> the- Street watching. The, the, uh, we, we, we probably- This walk. studio Instead is Instead of our shows getting yeah. shorter, they're going to get longer with the street commentary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, a lot of non sequiturs. Well, does it bother you that you don't talk to the people at the dog park? It kind of did yesterday. Okay, well then why don't you just talk to them? <sighs> I don't know here, if it bothered here, me enough to talk to them. That's well, the thing. From my perspective, okay, does London play with the other dogs? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you don't ever have like I, we, conversations I did, with good, people about the dogs? That is the one time I do. So when, when, they, when she is playing with another dog, I engage in some sort of dialogue generally. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing every time. What kind of dog what is kind of it? Dog how, yeah, old? Yeah, how old? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, and I, you know, 90% of the time at this point, having a dog for a year and a half, I know what kind of dog it is. It's just, it's kind of like a wet, it's like, uh, the, you know, a you mean, you know what the, the other dog is? Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's, that's the good introduction. Right. So it's just a filler and I don't like filler. Well, then I think so you just, you just problem. go right to the heart of the matter about this, this other individual. Just ask them something super personal instead of asking <laughs> about their dog. Good. What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's a German short haired pointer. Um, have you been divorced? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if you don't like the small talk, just change the conversation. Uh, but I do think that those uh, kind of um, bland, like what kind of dog do you have, how old conversations happen because yeah. people are acknowledging that we're in the same place. We have dogs that right. are probably mm-hmm. playing with each other. It's weird if we don't acknowledge right. the other person standing here. So they're simple, easy conversations to have. And, and that also empowers the dog because if you, <laughs> you know... How does it empower the dog? Because like if you go to the dog park and you're not being social at all, then you're you're just giving up all of this time for the dog. Mm. But if you go and talk to other people, you're kind of telling the dog, hey, this is something for me too. And you, you never know. You might meet somebody that's really interesting or that's that um, has a local business I, that you want to connect with. I, I or might listen to the podcast. I know. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's where I, I felt like really bad. Well, why I feel like maybe... My issue is is exactly what you're saying is I feel like they're talking about what kind of dog they have, how old the dog is, where they got it from, and that's the depth of the conversation. So I don't even want to involve myself because that small talk no, but just isn't. Yeah, but you can change the conversation. Exactly. Right. I don't think the divorce question <laughs> is probably the way All to right, go. You jump off whatever <laughs> cliff you want to. But here's the thing. Right. Like you do that because this is the first time that you see this these people mm-hmm. eventually you see the same people at the dog park True. yeah you don't ask that question you say hey how's it going when when i was at the dog park mm-hmm. uh, i would see people and they'd be like oh how's your significant other and mm-hmm. and did you guys move like you learn things about people so you have those initial conversations with a hundred people every day and then eventually you see like the same five six people because your routines are very similar and then you start having other conversations especially if you go to the dog park mm-hmm. sometimes, and Julie goes to the dog park sometimes. Then somebody recognizes London, and they're like, "Hey, 
hey, Chris, how are you doing? How's Julie doing? Or right. when they see Julie, they're like, oh, uh, I see Chris. Chris must be uh, off uh, at the uh, at the Apple store. You know, like <laughs> podcasting. Well, then like the community comes full circle, <laughs> right? Isn't It's nice to, I think when Luigi makes dog friends, I think it's really exciting because then I get to know somebody else too. Because when Luigi's playing with another dog, typically like the normal thing is you talk to the owner. Yeah, and, and I, this and is going to happen with James too. I, I do. Yeah. Okay, so this is a <laughs> maybe good precursor. I, I've been That's to a like point. a two-year-old's birthday party, and none of the adults talk. <laughs> they all just helicopter over their kids. It's the it's the most depressing scene I've ever been to. Is like a two-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> Well, I, I think that's I, I actually think that you're probably right. It will I've, happen with, with I've often even though Dox's experience, I do think it will, <laughs> will, ha- will happen. Well, with and things. I wonder how many of my parents like good friends were because I was friends with the kid. Like, probably did my true. parents ever get to choose their own friends no. after I was born or was it always based on who I was friends with? No, that's 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 a good point. Well. I think I bring this up because I was feeling pretty. Give your parents some credit. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was. I was. They feeling, needed me to get out. <laughs> I, was, I was feeling really self-conscious and anti-social. Yeah. And not great about myself. Well, le- the other thing that I'll say is I think you're lucky because London is a pretty goofy, happy-go-lucky oh, dog. Yeah. But the other thing that I find annoying is if a dog comes in the dog park and the owner is headphones in, hood up, like not paying attention Ooh, to me. the dog because then well, if, I pay if, attention. if your dog like gets in a fight or if it doesn't Absolutely. like another dog. If somebody's like on their phone or just like not paying attention, I find that really annoying because like I don't want to have to yeah. deal with your dog. Yeah, As an innocent bystander, when you were on your phone and London was trying to bite my face <laughs> off and I didn't recognize London, I would say that you may have been a little distracted. It <laughs> uh, did happen, actually. A, another happen. point, and, and, and you know, when I listen to these shows, it's a common theme that Joanna brings up all the time to you is that the universe is telling you that you need to disconnect more. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think true. that like when you go to the dog park there's something very healthy about leaving the iPhone at home. Okay. Or like just not being on it. And I've seen you in other social situations where you're hanging out with people and you're on your phone. Yeah. So I would say beyond that beyond the dog park Go back to the common theme. But I mean, what do we talk about? We talk about dogs. We talk about bobcats now. We talk <laughs> about Edison bulbs. And we talk about Farley. You need to disconnect more. Yeah. Okay. And it, it's not just for you. I think everybody needs to disconnect more. And it, I do think that sometimes That's as an adult, point. it is hard to meet people. And at the dog park, it's really easy because you have a common interest. So it's not like you're at a bar and you're like, oh, hey, right. what's up? Like, it's so easy <laughs> to actually like talk about your dogs and then get into other let's conversations. Cir- let's circle there. back to that bar conversation. Is that what the people say to yeah. you at the bar? Let's let's go back oh, to hey, that. Let's, let's, yeah, give us 30 second clip. Not just that real That's quick pretty, snippet. <laughs> pretty good pickup line. Yeah. How else does this go? <laughs> what are some other things you hear? We're moving on. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's, look at this woman. She's she's not disconnected. Uh, but she's gonna walk out into traffic. <laughs> and there's the guy with the green socks again. Maybe he's just doing a lap around this. Is there a CrossFit studio around here? <laughs> I that don't know. Be it. All right. Uh, thanks for the advice. Mm-hmm. I, I will attempt to uh, engage more in conversation with them because you know there's probably some really cool people and potential listeners out there. Mm-hmm. At the dog park, there's a there's a rival podcast that's like talking <laughs> about this antisocial guy who's right. always on his phone and, and not paying attention. And I, to I, his, I agree with his, you. His <laughs> I agree with you, Docs. I could uh, I could stand to disconnect a little more, so I will work on that. 
And could I just point out uh, how ironic it is that I am trying to encourage you to be more social? <laughs> it is <laughs> ironic. Yeah. All right. I wish I did. I wish I brought that point up. Yeah. All right. We had a very exciting guest for me, who is an alum of the University of Virginia. You are, or the guest was? Uh, I am. Uh, um, and much to Joanna's mother's chagrin. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And I'm sorry, Doc's also a proud uh, Cavalier alum. Uh-huh. Couldn't join us, but we had the director of cross country and track and field, Brian Fetzer, on the program, and he's going to join us next here on Pace Nation. All right, welcome back to the program, and now, Joanna, we are excited to be back. I'm particularly excited. I'm sorry Docs isn't here with us. Uh, Particularly excited to be joined by the director of cross-country and track and field at my university, the University of Virginia. How about that? It's Brian Fetzer. Brian, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm awesome. Thank you for this awesome opportunity. No, man. Thank you for for, for coming in studio here. And I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, of course, have chronicled on this show many times. I went to UVA. I love Charlottesville. I love Virginia. Docs went to UVA. He's not here with us to, today to, to share in the interview, but UVA, Charlottesville has a close place in my heart. And I mean, how much do you love? Tell the listeners how great Charlottesville and UVA is. You know, you, you, when you when you when you come down twenty nine, or if you come up sixty four, yeah. and you see the just to see it, we've never had a recruit since I've been there in the last six years that hasn't made some comment about how amazing, yep. how how kind of utopic that Charlottesville is, and it's 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 got everything. It does. I mean, you know, whatever you want to do, there's it, it's there for you, and it's uh, it's. I can see why people, when they come, they don't leave. Yeah, I agree. It, even as a student, when you, you know, folks fight to to stay in Charlottesville in some form or fashion. Oh, I, I there's days I wish that I, I love Arlington, uh, but there's days that I really, really miss Charlottesville. Uh, so, director of cross country and track and field, you're in the middle of the indoor track season. Your men's team is fifth in the country. We're going to talk some fourth. about fourth. Fourth, that's right. Good correction, John. I like that. Yeah, (laughs) fourth in the country. Uh, We're going to talk about them. The women's team is killing it as well. Uh, But you're in town doing some recruiting. What are you in town here in DC for? Yeah, just some some recruiting, touching by some uh, some high schools, trying to make sure that our brand's known. Yeah, it's it's not very much different than retail. Yeah, you've got to you've got to constantly be out in the forefront and kind of making sure that. You know, each of the high schools and each of, you know, different alumni and, and so forth understand what we're trying to do um, because we're not just trying to do something simple. I mean, we're trying to be the best we can be, and that's the goal. Yeah, and it's a lot more than just your job, a lot more than just coaching, right? Absolutely. I, I, sometimes I, 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 uh, I forget what coaching is because, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it's so much of the, the building of the brand and, and really the kind of the CEO part of the job. Mm-hmm. And the coaching part is kind of the relief when we're on the, you know, on the track or on the trails or something like that, where I get to actually like, you know, share experiences and so forth, which is fun. Well, you've been the director there in, since 2011, December 2011. You've had two national championship champions, individuals, 63 All-Americans, 33 ACC champs and 25 school records during your tenure there. So, I mean, you, you, the, the success looks like it's easy for you, man. 
Uh, it's easy because I have some incredible assistant coaches. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's probably the, the the biggest thing. I mean, our our, our support system, Shelly Blakey, our sports medicine doc, you know, Dr. Freeman and Dr. Egan, our sports psych, and you know, I, I can go down the list of, of everybody that that we have that has made the transition really good mm-hmm. and made it smooth. And again, my coaching staff is second to none. I wouldn't trade any of them for anybody in the country without question. So, I mean, the, the life of a coach, I wanted to, you know, touch on some of your previous stops. I mean, you have traveled all over the country. Is that, <laughs> is that what it takes? I mean, you were at Harvard, at Mississippi State, at California, at Ball State, at Gardner-Webb. Is that what you need to do to end up in a great position like uh, University of Virginia? If, if you don't have the silver spoon... Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And what I mean by the silver spoon is you, you weren't an, uh, an amazing athlete at an amazing university and you kind of walk into it. You've kind of got to build, you know, build yourself up and kind of, you know, network and get to know people and, and kind of go that route. Um, and you know, I started the, the one, the one school that, that you miss on there is Ranger junior college mm-hmm. where I started coaching football That's right. and track at the same time. And, and was a dorm director and was a, you know, strength coach and academic advisor. And, you know, probably worked about when I, Probably I worked about 20 hours a day yeah. and, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, grow from humble beginnings. And I know I, mean, I grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is small, steel, coal town. And, you know, you just kind of learn work ethic and kind of bouncing around as you kind of go through your journey. You kind of go different places and as an assistant coach, you're, you're always trying to get to that, that ultimate spot mm-hmm. or get to, you know, the highest pinnacle if that's what your your goal is, and if that's what was mine, you know, to get in the autonomy five, be a head coach, and try to build a program that could win championships, and it's taken a little while. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, actually, it hasn't taken as long as what others. I mean, shoot, I'm in my forties, sure. which is, you know, pretty awesome to be able to do it. I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of what I've done. Not not by any stretch of the imagination satisfied yet, but uh, but excited. So were you? Uh a track athlete or were you a football player? How'd you end up <laughs> I, I was football? a football player. I, mean, okay. I can be, I can be real honest with you. I was, I was a yeah. football player that, uh, that our head football coach said, Hey, Oh, by the way, uh, they need to have 14 athletes on the track roster to fill, fill a meet. Right. And you four guys. And there was like three other football players and myself said, you guys are going to a meet this weekend. And I remember my expression. I was like, uh, I mean, I'm going out of town coach. He was like, I know you are. You're going to, you're going to Cornell. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going out of town. Like I have plans. He's like, yeah, I know. I just changed them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to Cornell to run track. Um, but, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, football I thought was kind of what I wanted to do and, and, you know, growing up at it, but, you know, track and field became what the destiny was and it's been, it's been awesome. And I think it, the one thing I think it does is it probably makes me a little more unique than since probably some of the others is I look at it from a completely different prospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we run things, you know, for good or bad, what people might think we run things a whole lot more like a football program than we do like a traditional track and field program. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a totally different outlook than the traditional, you know, just take whatever's given to you and just go with it. Um, I mean, the administration sometimes make you a little bit mad because I kind of push and push and push. <laughs> but, hey, you know, yeah. I want what's best for our, for our student athletes in, in our school. So what are some of the things that you do that are more football program and less traditional track program? Just probably in the recruiting aspect, uh, the overall organizational mm-hmm. kind of model. Uh, I mean, everything I've learned is really, you know, from that standpoint is really from football. Uh, just kind of like kind of set things up, kind of, you know, how we travel. 
Um, we do a lot more catered meals as opposed to giving mm-hmm. per diem. We do a lot more, you know, team meetings and kind of, um, we run it if you look and, it, and I guess it's kind of hard to explain if you look at kind of how we travel and how we program things it's very you know NCAA college football minded um, you know well, so. you certainly don't look I mean he looks like a runner to me <laughs> what position did you what <laughs> position did you play in football I, I played I played free safety okay, and strong okay, safety I was okay. probably about uh, I weigh like 183 now okay. and I was right around 204 okay, or 205 so you, when you, I was in college are you, what does a free safety do <laughs> You run yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty much so. It'd be uh, like the field general. I called all the plays on defense, and it's kind of like a quarterback that doesn't yeah, really describe it. Defense. Point guard, yeah. point guard, just kind of for whatever. You're, you know, I was a captain, and we just kind of help put things together out now, there. Now, do do you run yourself much now? I do a lot more cardio. Okay. Uh, well, circuit training. Circuit training. Stuff. My okay. uh, my body kind of took a beating from football. Yeah. My my joints don't feel so good. So the the, the running part. Definitely doesn't uh, <laughs> yeah. doesn't fit in too well, but I do a lot of cardio, like you know, circuit training, you know, where there's a, you know lots of movement and try to knock out thirty to forty five minutes, yeah. you know, a day doing something like that. Well, you mentioned there's just a lot that goes into uh, what your job is, and you know, one of that part we touched on recruiting, and uh, yeah, I remember talking to you last summer. You were traveling. I mean, you travel around the world to look for these kids, right? right? I mean, literally around the world. Like, what 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 is that process? Where do you go? Where are you trying to find the next athlete who's going to uh, compete for the University of Virginia? Well, the biggest thing is you got to find the right fit, mm-hmm. and I think that way. It, it, honestly, even in our program, it took us a couple years to figure out what was the best fit you know at UVA and that's I think that's the hardest thing a a college coach can do and especially in track and field which is so unique that you're trying to build your program in a certain way that fits best with the school and what fits best with from the academic side of things to the what you can do training wise I mean obviously we have tons of trails and tons of places to go and the weather's moderate so distance running is is a a great fit Um, we have a, a great indoor training facility we don't have an indoor track so that makes things tough sometimes when you know getting somebody that runs a 400 or 200 and so like that but we have great places to, to long jump triple jump throw shot their disc and that's kind of where we've gravitated a lot of things too and again it, it, it's about finding the right fit for the school and you know that takes a little bit of time as well and so you know with internationally i mean we're, we're primarily we always want to win our home mm-hmm. we consider yep. you know virginia dc maryland as our home that's that's you know our backyard we want to make sure we win that and i think we've done a, a really good job especially on the men's side of keeping the best kids in this area and getting them to go to virginia there, if they're there, a good there's fit. no question i mean i know some of the distance runners there some of the young distance runners there are from northern virginia schools which is awesome to see and, and then, then you go, you know, we go up to New England, we go up to, you know, Ra, you know, Rhode Island. New England's been incredible for us. We've gotten a lot of our, our you know, Henry Wynn and Mike Marsala, and you kind of, kind of go down the list of the New England athletes that we've had, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, kind of the Northeast Corridor. And then you really go, we, we've been going over to Europe a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, academically, the, the individuals are great students. I mean, Philip Mihalovich, who's the NCAA champ, He's academic All-American. He's got wow. like a 3.8 GPA at Virginia, and he speaks multiple languages. Yeah. So, I mean, my throws coach speaks like four or five languages. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those kind of things, you go get those individuals, and, and Europe has been really good for us. Um, you know, they, they appreciate the University of Virginia. They appreciate what it's all about, and they've seen, you know, really on the throws mm-hmm. side of things how we've kind of built to be the best throws program in the country 
yeah without so question when you're recruiting athletes do you look just for like do you look at meat lists and see like who's the top high schooler say in like virginia or no. you, are you thinking like i need like a strong sprinter or i'm looking for depth in my, or is it character yeah, like, it, it's 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 a lot of character yeah. okay. um if you look in the sad thing and i, I probably maybe i shouldn't say this on, <laughs> on the air but when you when you look at things you know a lot of times the best athletes in the country aren't the best athletes in college mm -hmm. true um because you want to find somebody that's kind of have that grit and kind of a chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. And that was that Henry Wynn. I mean, he was one of the, the better ones in high school, but I mean, he had a chip on his shoulder. He wanted to prove something. Yeah. So that's kind of what we look for. And, you know, in, in our recruiting, make sure they can fit academically because if, if you're going to struggle in the classroom, you're going to struggle on the track mm -hmm. or in the field, you know, so you got to find somebody that fits mm -hmm. that academic profile and you want to find somebody that's passionate and has the same kind of understanding of what you're trying to do. So that recruiting process is very, it's very evolving. Um, you know, I think our assistant coaches do an incredible job of identifying talent. But like I said, we want, we want the chip on the shoulder. We want the, you know, I, I'm not a big pre-Madonna kind of person. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care how many titles you won. You know, I don't yeah. care how many, what you did. You know, we look at through social media. Um, we spend a lot of time looking at that. We eliminate a lot of people from... Mm -hmm comments they make things they're posting about things they're talking about all that matters um, it's crazy and yeah. and you know we'll spend i'll spend more time at track meets or cross-country meets i don't even watch races i don't even watch jumps i watch how they are interacting with their parents with their coaches i watch them in the warm-up field i i rarely even go into the facility to watch a high school meet i'm, I'm more concerned with you know how are they treating the bus driver you know how are they yeah. because that's going to tell me how they're going to react to us you know, how do they handle adversity when some, when they fail at a track meet? You know, are they cussing and, right. and, and turning it up a storm? Well, then I'm not interested in them, you know. So it, it, it's a lot more to it than just, you know, looking at the list. And I think a lot of college track coaches do that. Yeah. And you make huge mistakes because you're like, oh, this kid ran X time. Oh, they're going to be great. Well, did they really run? Is that, that, is that really what made them great? Yeah. Or is it just kind of? You know, no, I think it's a great point. I'm, I'm married to, to a, the director of George, at Georgetown. I think you, you nailed it on that. And I think she's going to really be excited to hear some of those comments because I think you're spot on. Um, let's talk about some of the kids on the team. Uh, we sure. mentioned, I, I mentioned fifth. It is fourth. Sorry. Fourth, fourth <laughs> in the country currently, which is just incredible, Brian. I mean, it's just is this the highest your team has been ranked? The highest you before this year was ninth. OK. And that or the highest ever was ninth and that was the preseason mm -hmm. and uh before that the men have never been ranked in the top well before we got here and then we were ranked in the top 20 wait wow. you mean chris when you were at uva no, you weren't believe, it <laughs> believe it or not believe it or not we have we have progressed some i am very proud people say wow you ran at virginia and i said well let's uh, yeah i don't want you to look at my times necessarily <laughs> but uh, but the program has come a long way i'm very proud of what we what we were and we did a Absolutely. great job and we worked very hard then and I know you are and there proud some of your limitations. history too. And there yeah. were some limitations yeah. back yeah. then that, yeah. that most people don't don't really realize. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with being fully funded scholarship wise yeah. and being, you know, a program that administratively they, they wanted to succeed. It was just a different mindset. And since little, uh, Craig Littlepage has gotten there, things have changed a lot specifically for the Olympic sports. Yeah. And you can see a huge uprising in the, you know, how the Olympic sports have done in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, really. 
No question. Um, so we'll start with the, with the men and and most of the the listeners of this podcast. He, 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 we're we're a, a distance running. Um, you know, a lot of the listeners you know run races that that are you know five k and above. So I can talk lots about distance. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I mean, this last week seeing four guys run under. Four, uh, 14, 15, yeah. um, 314 and, and, which and is 314, crazy. which is just, it's <laughs> incredible. So talk about, you know, Zach and, um, you know, he, he ran, uh, 1345, which is 425 pace for the mile, right. which is just incredible. And I believe a school record, right? It was a school record. He was he was so excited for that school record. Yeah. Um, and Zach is such a great young man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's a fifth year student for us uh, back in, he's in grad school um, transferred in um, from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago. We've been fortunate; we've had a ton of transfers that have come in. We've had almost no transfers leave, but a ton have come wow. in. And and Zach was one of them. And just to see him, he's been he's been a leader on our team, just from a standpoint of just you know making sure guys understand what we're trying to accomplish. So to see him do that was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and, you know, Chase, who's who's from up this way, yeah. Chase Weaverling. Yeah, he's a Montgomery um, County guy. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, see his development over the last couple of years has been incredible. Um, Brent Demers, the same way from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Corbett, yep. who's also like a Braddock Lake Braddock guy. Yep. So, you know, that was really Alex's breakthrough race. I mean, he's been struggling. And, and the adjustment from high school to college is so much. Yeah. Because the one thing I always tell you know, you know, our recruits or even our, our first years is if you can do what you did your senior year in high school, your freshman year in college, you had a great mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And then even then the best meet you were in high school is by far going to be the worst meet you're ever going to be mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really hard. I mean, you go from being the top dog to kind of being just some other guy and, and especially the way our men's distance program is now. I mean, it's tough. It's a humbling kind yeah. of experience because you get thrown off the back and workouts, and you you know I've seen I've seen Coach Watts and P Watson you know many times have to console some guys going, hey, <laughs> <laughs> look, we're, we're running at a pace in training faster than you've ever run right. a mile before in your life, right? And that's just gonna happen. Hang in it's there. Over. Hang fine. in there. You're gonna yeah, be fine. Yeah, and, yeah. and you see yeah. you see the kind of the wave where mm-hmm. it kind of drops for a little bit, and then all of a sudden the guys you know, start shooting up and doing well. And our women have done the same exact way. So Zach Harrett and freshman Jordan Scott were ACC athletes of the week. Uh, what, what did Jordan is a jumper? Jordan's a triple jumper triple, okay. from Jamaica. Okay. Uh, went to one of the top academic schools in Jamaica mm-hmm. and was a real, you know, real good fit for, uh, for us. And the best word to describe Jordan is competitor. Mm-hmm. He hates losing the bigger the meat, the better the competition. I watched him at world juniors last, last year in Poland. Um, he was, barely making the finals, literally went up, looked on the sheet, saw what it took to make the finals and finished sixth. Wow. And you know, that's, that's not a coachable, right. That, that's an innate quality that some people, you know, Tom Brady, yeah, you, you, know, you, 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 yeah. you either know yeah. how to win or you no don't doubt. know how to win. And he does. And that's he, having him for the next, you know, three years is going to be fun. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he'll do. Cause he did, he did that on a very low, you know, low key stage in Boston. You know, when he gets up and, you know, gets a chance to compete at ACCs or NCLAs, I, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone who did amazing at NCAAs last year, I mean, as good as you can do was Henry Wynn. And, um, he's going to be running the Wanamaker mile. He is the, uh, he's the reigning indoor mile champ 
which was just amazing to watch. Uh, but he'll be at the Wanamaker Mile. And Joanna, we had Matt Sensuitz on the program a couple weeks ago. So he'll be lining it up against some of the, the best in the world, including Absolutely. Matt Sensuitz. I mean, is the kid ready for that stage, that type of He's stage? He's excited. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, he was talking to, to doing some interviews last week, talking about, you know, that opportunity that watching TV and, you know, watching a Watermaker Mile. I mean, it's, I mean, the Miller's games is such a historic. Yeah. I mean, if you like, if you're a fan of the sport, you know it. If you're not a fan, I mean, people have grown up watching it for years and years when it backs with Madison Square Garden. Sure. So, I mean, he's excited. He actually, uh, he opened up the 3K two seconds faster than he opened up last year. So it was pretty exciting. I mean, it was a little disappointing for him this weekend. Mm -hmm. Last weekend we went to Boston and didn't run under four minutes. But there was a lot of individuals that dropped out. And he basically, you know, a, a, a distance runner that can kind of understand, um, you know, a lot of races people run fast when they have rabbits. They have mm -hmm. maybe taken them out. I mean, he ran that solo. Wow. So, and had to do it from the front the whole time. Yeah. And that's that's kind of impressive. And, you know, a lot of times you people run really fast. You have somebody leading you through these paces and so forth. And so he he's excited. I yeah. mean, this year he could have some fun. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you know, he's he again lining up against. The, so you'll be able to see that on TV. So don't expect all the Virginia him, jersey on. He's yeah, really don't fired expect up him about to that. win no, the race. I, I would, but you know, you, you never know. know. Put yourself in it though. Um, so that that's awesome. The men's team, and we've missed a million people, but we <laughs> I want to move forward with the sure. to talk about the women's the women's squad. I just saw Cleo uh, Boyd set the school record in the three k running nine eighteen, and that's just under five minute pace for, for the three K, which is incredible. So yes. talk about Cleo and her development. Uh, the thing, this is the best way to describe Cleo Boyd. She was the ACC scholar athlete of the year last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. You know, you're at Virginia and you're the scholar athlete of the year. And Oh, by the way, yeah, she won two ACC titles and had the fastest 10 K time last year that didn't score in the history of the NCAA, wow. which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and Cleo's, uh, you know, a fantastic young lady, great student. She totally embodies what you, you know, UVA is all about. So, you know, for her to do that in her opening race of the year was really exciting and, uh, you know, really excited for her and for her future. I mean, she's going to have an opportunity to run for Canada, you know, going forward internationally. Um, her father was a phenomenal, T. Boyd was a phenomenal distance runner. So she has a good pedigree there yep. as well. Um, but, uh, you know, our, our women's team is pretty diverse. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know we've got some great throwers, javelin, shot put. Uh, we've got two great triple jumpers. We've got some good hurdlers. Um, so it's kind of a really diverse team on the women's side where the men's is, is primarily distance and field events. Mm -hmm. uh, the women kind of, kind of hit it at all different everything. angles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those who's, who does, I think the sprints is Tori McKenzie, someone you recruited and is it, is she a junior? Is she a third She's year? a, she's a fourth year. Fourth she, year. This okay. is her last year. Okay. Yeah. Talk about her and uh, they just did a story she, on yeah, her. Yeah. I just saw the story. They just but, did a story yeah. on her about, she has a, she has a disorder mm -hmm. that basically, for, for layman's terms, it doesn't allow your body to store fat. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, her physique wise is very, very muscular. Yeah. And, you know, she went through some emotional kind of times coming into college at the beginning of college. People is, you know, ignorant as they are sometimes trying to, you know, you know, making fun or doing those right. kind of things. So she went through a hard little spell um, because she really wasn't comfortable with her body yet. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, through her help of her teammates and, and coaches and in our sports psych department and so forth, they, they've really helped her out along that line. And now you're talking about a young lady that wants to get into bodybuilding and wants That's to, awesome. you know, and, and, you know, I, I have friends that are in that sport and that profession and they're drooling at the fact <laughs> that, uh, you know, they could, you know, refine, you know, help her, re, you know, redefine some things and, and she could be one of the best there is in the world. But, you know, to see a young person mature and and be comfortable in their own skin and, and to be comfortable with their own you know the way that god made them yep. is is awesome i mean that's what college is all about i'd be i mean you can find the article on virginiasports.com uh, look at track and field i mean I, i'm jealous of that physique i mean she is ripped <laughs> i love it and she is strong yeah. and she's developed yeah. herself into one of the best you know sprinters in the acc and you know made some huge improvements from high school so it's exciting for her so uh, one of the one of the many things that you do is, and I think you've done a great job of of bringing uh, meets and and races to Charlottesville. Uh, in April, you guys have got the Virginia Challenge. I've been there in years past, and there is just you know a ton of energy, and it's just a crazy awesome event. What was your what was kind of your vision for that meet? What did what did you want to do with the the Virginia Challenge or any of the meets that you put on in Charlottesville? I want to do do events that people want to be at. Mm -hmm. I, I think in our sport is, I mean, if you think how cross country is a lot of times, it, it, high school level, you, you go run in the woods, no one knows what's <laughs> going on. You come back out and it's done. Um, you go to a track meet and things last for hours upon hours and it's it's boring, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, it's mm -hmm. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to go watch a track meet under normal circumstances. So why would somebody that we're trying to bring in to, to do that, why would they want to watch it? So you want to do some things that are a little different. Mm -hmm. um, and that probably comes from, like I said, the, the football background a little bit where football and basketball games, it's entertainment. There's, you know, they're, they're shooting things off, you know, uh, you know, t-shirts in the stands, there's music play, there's all kind of things. So as, as I was kind of coming up with some ideas, why wouldn't we do that? And then being having the chance to go over to Europe a lot of times and you get to see things, they run things way different over really? in Europe. I mean, I mean they have you know, not promoting beer gardens or anything, but, <laughs> right. but, but they I mean they have beer gardens right. that, you know, in you know, in Germany and you know, different countries and there there's entertainment, there's music going on, the meets are short, mm -hmm. they're specific, they're talking, they're 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 entertaining. Yep. And I think we need to get more to that in our sport than just hey here's a track meet. We're going to sit here for six hours and no one's going to know what's going on. So, you know, we, we bring DJs in bucket drummers. Um, this year, the, the, the April 21st part of it, Friday night's going to be on the ACC, you know, network wow, cool. for, t for television. It'll be the first time we broadcast something live there. So that, that's exciting. Um, it, it's, it's trying to make it very fan friendly. You know, we have two evening sessions that are a hundred percent geared towards fans and television. Mm -hmm. And kind of trying to promote those kind of aspects where there's, hey, come out. You're going to see two and a half hours of events. Uh, you know, we'll bucket drummers. I mean, our, the men's shot put is going to, it'll be, it'll be almost like the Olympic Games as far as talent wise. You know, we're going to have, you know, fast miles and, you know, you know, 400, whatever specifically we're kind of, you know, focusing on there. We had cheerleaders a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. So Chris told me about this or docs, I guess they went to one of the meets and they told mm -hmm. me they were cheerleaders. Well, this is the there. cross country meet. The yeah. Cross country well, yeah, meet, we, yeah. we bring, we bring cross, we bring cheerleaders yeah. cross country as well. Um, I did do bluegrass band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is crazy at a track meet. So how did this, like, was this uh build it and they will come or did you get people to start coming to meets and then like mm. give the fanfare? Like how did this all work out? No, the Virginia challenge was completely started from scratch. Wow. Uh, we were sitting in the office, 
this and <laughs> I had some ideas for diff- some do different things and and as as you get to know me I'm not a you know let's try to earn a dollar kind of person <laughs> I'm a why don't we go for a billion <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know and so that, that's kind of and hey sometimes you fail yeah, but yeah if you fail you fail who cares mm-hmm. you, you try something else and a lot of people that failed and it's just trying to make things exciting and we started off with a couple teams and i literally was begging friends to come to the meet <laughs> and and now we're to the point where i'm telling you know autonomy five schools hey we just we don't have the room for you yeah. we, we, we don't have time um so but it, it's definitely grown to that I and mean, it's definitely the premier meet in the country now on all levels from from distance all the way through so it's exciting yeah and and uh i i, I think last year or a couple years ago uh, you know, I follow Chris Collinsworth on Twitter. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, and he, um, you know, he's he's uh, the the color uh, commentator on Sunday Night Football on NBC. I mean, this is one of the biggest right. shows in the country and the biggest ratings uh, of the year every year. And he was there and tweeted you about how great <laughs> yeah. the meet was. I mean, <laughs> he, how cool is that? It, it is. And Chris is awesome. And Chris likes some of the ideas that, that, that we do that are a lot different. Mm-hmm. When I was at Harvard, we started doing some things that are a little different. We were, when I was at Berkeley, we did some different things. But it's really, now that it's, I guess, to say my own show, right. we can, I can kind of do whatever I want. And, you know, I've asked, shoot, I've asked Chris for some ideas mm-hmm. of what he thought would be, would be good in, in years coming before we even started the Virginia Challenge. So that was an opportunity for him to come down. His daughter was running at Harvard okay. at the time. Okay, so his daughter competes for Harvard. And okay. She, she had just graduated from okay. there. And, and, you know, and I, like I said, I've taken ideas from him on, you know, what, is, what does he think as a, as a you know, sports journalist and somebody that's, that's been on one of the biggest stages in the world as a Super Bowl and those kind of things. Yeah. What can we do that's different? And that's what we try to make the meets because make them fun. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there there's a market. I, you know, I'm disappointed in in the sport that why 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 do we not have like shut down a city block at some city and and have a pole vault? Where, you know, <laughs> somebody's running and jumping or throwing a shot put, and then have a mile or an 800 around blocks. Right, like like, like how exciting would that be? You know, stuff that they've done, uh, you know, when they run the mile now in the New York City, you know, marathon and kind of in conjunction yep. of that and the Boston Marathon does it. Those are great things because it brings people that would not normally come to an event mm-hmm. come. I mean, think about everybody likes to see things that are crazy. Somebody running down with a pole in their hand and throwing them in the <laughs> air. Pole, that's crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody likes to see big guys or, or girls <laughs> throw things and, and everybody knows the mile. Right. You know, I mean, I think in our sport, we need to go to the mile. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, we'd run it indoors. We don't run it outdoors because of IAAF and so forth. But, but if we want to expand our sport and we want people to watch it and people, you've got to think different. You give can't it, think normal. Give give them something to, that they can relate to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times, I, I mean, I can't, as soon as somebody finds out I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a track and field coach, the first thing they say I used to run the mile or I run a, you know, a seven minute mile or five minute mile, whatever whatever it is. is. That's the first thing they say because they can understand or they can say, Hey, I just ran a 5k. Well, great. Cause people do that. That's it's, it's trying to make the sport better. And, and, and Joanna, he actually emcees the, I mean, (laughs) among all the other meat director and he's on the mic emceeing, kicking it to the DJ. I mean, how do you, how are you able to do all that? And then also, you know, MC it and why did you why, why are you the guy who does that well because i think it's it's if you know with the MCing like our our, our big meet it's mm-hmm. uh, the virginia challenge it's because i know what's going on True. and i know and i can kind of sense 
you know, when the mood gets down and I know, you know, anybody that's competing, you know, if I know that, Hey, this 800 meter race is going to be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I can try to bring more attention to it. Whereas somebody that's just a, an announcer might not, might not know that. Right. And if I I can kind of look over and go, you know, Philip Mihalovich is getting ready to throw the shot and he's the number one guy in the United States. Hey, let look at him because he's going to do that. And it's, it also, when you, when it's yours, Mm -hmm. You know, as you know, with, with, yep. with you know, stores, with the stores, you, you're, you're a lot more passionate than if you have somebody that's hired yep. to come in. It's just, no, it works. There's no, there's no description. I, there's, of it. there's no question. It works. And, and you do a great job of, cause there's so much going on at a track meet. A lot of times you don't know where to look. Sure. Absolutely. So absolutely. I think you do a good job. We're, we're fortunate. We, you know, we just, Dennis McNulty, we just hired him as now our, our, our full-time announcer for, mm-hmm. you know, for our, you know, home competitions. And he's one of the best in the NCAA. He does the NCAA championships. Yeah. So people that come out are going to recognize that voice because he's got that NCAA championship voice. I don't know yeah. how you describe right, it. Right. And he's very knowledgeable. So right. hopefully he'll take off a little bit of my, uh, <laughs> right. of, of my, you know, work you right. know, doing the announcing and I can, you know, cheerlead probably. Well, more. <laughs> you mentioned, I, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned Phil. I mean, Philip is a stud. I mean, he is one of the best. I mean, is, is he an Olympian? And, yeah, I mean, I mean he's NCAA, one of the best in the world, NCAA right? champ, yeah. third at the uh, at the World Indoor Championships in a shot put as a as a, as yeah. basically a redshirt sophomore wow. in college, and uh, I mean he's he's such a good good young man. Yeah, I mean he he embodies Three, what eight? our program. I mean, it, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. I mean, he's six seven two sixty. He jokes now he just got over the two sixty mark. Wow, and in his uh in his weight, so he was, <laughs> he was pretty pumped up a couple of days ago about that. In a three eight uh, GPA, I mean that's incredible. No, yeah, he's he's a yeah. he's a complete role model. Does yeah. everything right. Yeah. I mean, if you say, hey, you know, this is the kind of young man you want, you know, you know, leading or being one of the leaders of your program, yeah. it's him, without and I, question. And I, I know we've missed a ton of uh, your athletes. So yeah, well, I could talk I about mean, it forever. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> I could talk I did, about forever. I, I, and, and, you know, so if some of the athletes are listening, I apologize. <laughs> we just got a, a time constraints here. Sure. Um, there's a ton of them. But I didn't want you to miss some of your coaches. Uh, talk about your coaches that you have that really make it all, help you make it all possible. Oh, I mean, shoot. I, they, they literally make it all possible, yeah. period, without question. Um, I mean, Mario Wilson coaches, he probably has the most diverse, uh, you know, area of having a coach. He coaches all our jumps and our multis and, you know, I mean, he's really done a good job. It's, it's actually become better now that he's got a smaller group than what he Mm -hmm. had earlier on, but, but Mario's done a great job and, you know, obviously bringing Jordan Scott in was, was a tremendous asset. Um, you know, my two distance coaches, you know, Todd Morgan's a women's distance coach who, you know, we won the first ACC championship for Virginia in 33 years yeah. last year in cross country, which is, which is great. And, and he's got a tough, tough road to hoe because there's so many great distance programs in the, in the East and in the Northeast, you know, specifically. So, you know, and, and Todd's done a great job of building that. He understands it having won national championships when he was at Florida mm-hmm. and, you know, really embodies what we're trying to do there. And I think our women, our women had probably the best recruiting class that I've been around. Um, this past year, yep. you know, signing some, some really good athletes in all kinds of areas. And he kind of oversees our recruiting on the women's side. And, uh, you know, Pete Watson's my men's distance coach and Pete is very laid back, but <laughs> unbelievably intense. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to describe him. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. is, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, they joke with his, with his kind of hipster vibe a little <laughs> bit, but, uh, you know, it, right. Pete, Pete's done a great job and we've been at the NCAA championships in cross country every single year he's been here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, has never been done in school history before. And, and there's only, I think there's only 10 schools 
in, in the country that have gone five years in a row to the national championships in cross country. So he's done an incredible job of that. And, and Martin Merrick is, he was one of my athletes at Cal. Mm-hmm. He's my throws coach and he is without question. I mean, he's the best in the country. I mean, our throws program is, is the best in the country right now with, without question. I, I would let anybody stand mm-hmm. up and try to argue that they've got a better one yep. top to bottom. So, and, and he gets it and he was a Cal grad you know, he's got a Virginia degree. Yep. I mean, he gets what it takes as a student athlete as well. And that, and that's fun. And one of the things, if you look at our whole staff, you know, every single one of us has coached an Olympian mm-hmm. or been an Olympian. Martin is an Olympian. Right. Um, and everybody, you know, has been a part of team championships. So they understand what it takes to win. And I think sometimes that's kind of overlooked a little bit because it, it definitely takes a, a special person to be able to, to produce a winner. Um, you know, the athletes have to do it. But the coaching art and science of it is, is huge. And I think that group has really just, you know, hit it out the park and continue to do so. Well, I know the alumni are really, really excited and proud. Uh, how can they we appreciate how, that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I know a lot of them listen to my buddies uh, who we went to school with, listen to the program. I mean, how can we get involved more? Is there something we can do? We can come to the meet, obviously. Could, I, the, yeah. the, the number one thing I think you do is come back. Yeah. You know, okay. you know, you know, come back and, and watch one of, one of the meets. And when you come back, make sure you find us yeah. and, and, and talk to us and see the, you know, the, the guys and girls on the team and say, hey, you know, this is, I was school, you know, I was an 88 grad. I right. was a 74 yep. grad. I was whatever. And do that. And the other thing is just get involved with VAF. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we have one of the larger pools of alumni. Uh, amongst the whole athletic department and, and it doesn't matter how much you give it's yep. just just being a part of it just showing the administration that that you know we have support and we're there and you know, like i said everybody's on different financial levels that's not i, I yep. probably get in trouble for saying right, it but right, that, right. that stuff doesn't matter to me right like you know just just be involved and if you you know tell all your friends to be involved join us on facebook join yep. us on twitter you know bring that presence up and that's you know Give us calls. Shoot us emails. And I mean, Jim's doing a great job with the VA. He is. He does a so, phenomenal. Jim yeah. Harshaw does a, yeah. does a great job with yeah. it. And and hopefully we'll have a bunch of alumni back on for the Virginia Challenge on April 21st and 22nd. No question. That would be, would be awesome. Is this your last stop? Is Virginia, you've traveled a lot. Is Virginia your last stop, Brian? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, you know, it's one of those things when once you're an assistant coach and you go to a head coach, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, let me just yeah. get this established and, and, and kind of do it. But, but at the same time, you never know, yep. you know, you never know what, you know, what, uh, you know, what God has intended for me. I yep. have no clue, but, uh, you know, I'm having fun now and I love our team. Our team is, uh, is, is phenomenal. I love our coaching staff. So it's exciting. And well, uh, I think this year is going to be, uh, gonna be a pretty special year for the whole program. You can follow all all the happenings with uh, Virginia track and field and cross country online. It's virginiasports.com. You can find you know information there. And you guys are on Twitter and pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, the social media is pretty easy we try. to follow, right? So, <laughs> we, we, we try. To keep and, updated for, for try, our listeners. Vir, yeah. Virginia Track mm-hmm. is the Facebook, mm-hmm. just all together. Virginia Track's a Facebook. And then uh, at UVA underscore track is the Instagram and, and track and field for Twitter. And Instagram, yeah, yep. I, I'll be honest, I'm not the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not the best yeah. at it, but, uh, no, but we, I know we, our other we, coaches are. <laughs> we, we, we will tweet out the links. At, we will tweet out the links from at Pace the Nation, uh, and and you can follow them because they are a fun, a fun uh, social media follow. So, 
Brian, uh, oh, thanks, for thank, having me. thanks for taking the time, man. Love this it. was awesome. Really, really enjoyed. Hopefully, we'll have you again on the program at Absolutely. some point uh, when your, your travels take you through Arlington again. But uh, thanks thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate it a ton. Appreciate both y'all. There, there he goes. It's Brian Fetzer. He's the director of track and field and cross country at the University of Virginia. This is Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Brian Fetzer, Director of Cross Country and Track and Field at the University of Virginia, at the University of Virginia, for joining us, the greatest university on the planet. Mm. Um, I mean, two or three of us can at least. Joanna was agreeing. Agree. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen, Miss New Jersey. Yes. Uh, half the school That's very at, true. at UVA comes from, from Jersey. Jersey. Half half of schools anywhere on the Eastern Seaboard come from New Jersey. There's just too many of us to stay in the state. Now, now Julie went to Rutgers, so I'm not going to hate on you know the fine state institution of Rutgers, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of New Jersey folks. There were mm-hmm. a lot of New Jersey folks who ran with us at UVA mm-hmm. and, and go to Virginia. Uh, I believe Brian invited us to podcast at the Virginia Challenge. I heard that as well. I mean, he I didn't hear that. Definitely. <laughs> well, you will hear it, uh, which is April 21st. Um, and it sounds like that's going to be an amazing event. I mean, if you're if you're not a uh, or if you are a track fan, I don't care where you are in Northern Virginia, D.C., Charlottesville, you should go to the Virginia Challenge. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome meet. Why don't you care where our listeners are from? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we, we want listeners. We are Pace the Nation, so mm-hmm. we take listeners from everywhere. But mm-hmm. Even other saying, nations. I think he's saying, like, they could all go there. All go. Everybody. everybody. <laughs> I thought he was being mean. No, I don't no, care no, no. where you're I'm from. Saying, I'm saying, please show up there. It's there's no there's there. no distance. No. Too, too far. Too far, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Virginia Challenge. April 21st and 22nd, that is only a couple months away, so uh, make your plans now. And maybe we can work it out so we are podcasting from there. That'd be, uh, that'd be a good time. So thanks again to Brian for joining us. Uh, well, good luck to all Brian's athletes as they compete uh, indoors and into the outdoor season. Is that a Led Zeppelin album? Into the outdoor season? <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't be the one to tell you what a mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin album is. Or In isn't. Through the Outdoor. Oh, okay. Uh, so no, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, <laughs> we mentioned that uh, Matt Jr. is going to be at uh, Milrose this weekend, mm-hmm. and Matt Senior is getting a tattoo. So we touched on it on the be- from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me more details about this tattoo, Joanna. So if I'm not mistaken, and if the plans haven't changed, it will be a Christ the Redeemer on his the back of his What's left What's a Chrysler sh- Redeemer? A Chrysler car? Redeemer? No. A car? A Chrysler? <laughs> oh, I thought he, she said a Chrysler. No, Christ <laughs> the Redeemer. I mean, let me just stop here. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. A Chrysler Redeemer sounds like a car. <laughs> Well, it, it does. does, but yeah. Christ the Redeemer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, isn't Christ the Redeemer one of the modern seven day seven wonders? One, yeah, oh, seven day. It's yeah. All right. Well, that makes more sense than him putting a Chrysler. Yeah, car it does actually on, on, on his shoulder. <laughs> Do you know where the Christ the Redeemer is? Uh, is it in Rio? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I got the show's I got getting it. stale. <laughs> Farley's <laughs> able to answer questions. 
<laughs> well, I believe I remember him saying that exactly at, at the book signing. Yeah. Yes, so I was listening there. But okay, so continue. So it, I, it should be on his the back of his left shoulder, wow. and I, I believe that they did it yesterday morning. Wow. I was trying to get a picture confirmation, but I have nothing. Nothing yet. Nothing okay. Yet. Uh, when you do get that, we will tweet it out at Pace the Nation. Uh, so this is a pretty big tattoo. Like this isn't just a few words that say like son, like father or something like that. This is a probably a, an hour or two hour. I mean, you, you get tattoos. How long is this going to take? I, I, well, depending on how intricate it is and yeah. how big, definitely. I think it's it's going to be a few hours. Wow. So, Joanna, what do you do when you're getting a tattoo? Do you bring a book? Do you puzzle or what? <laughs> I wish I could puzzle. <laughs> no, I have awkward conversations with tattoo artists. You're talking yeah. about we talk about dogs. Dogs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much does it hurt? Mm, it actually doesn't really hurt that much. Okay. But I was prepared for, like, the worst pain of my life, and oh, it really? wasn't that bad. Well, Coach, I talked to Coach before he did. He said this is the stupidest thing he's ever done. <laughs> but a deal's a deal. And, yeah. and I guess it was if he meddled, if yeah, he was going to get a tattoo and, and, and Matt Jr. could pick the tattoo. All right. Well, we will, uh, again, tweet that picture out of the, uh, uh, Christ, the redeemer. redeemer. Yeah. We will pick, we will tweet that picture out. Uh, and I'm sure people have seen it. If Listen, uh, why, how did we not bribe the tattoo artist to, to put like a little flag that said Pace the Nation on oh, it? We, yeah, sh- we should be up in New York doing I this. Yeah. I know. We were supposed to be, but yeah. I don't want to get a, into again, this. that's another another long story. Michael P. Miller can make another uh, poster. <laughs> right. Things we don't do. Right. <laughs> well, it was there was a problem with the weather, and I had to stay and babysit the kid. Um so that, that's 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 uh, exciting. Uh, and it, again, it was probably, you know, as this podcast is posted on Monday, you probably saw it on NBC on before. Because everybody is watching the Melrose game. I mm-hmm. hope so. You should be. Mm-hmm. If they want to come over to my house and I'll be put together a couch and watch the Melrose <laughs> game. <laughs> hey, Joanna, did Brenda Martinez run Melrose? She sure did. She ran in the women's mile race. Oh, nice. How'd she do? <laughs> uh i think she had a really strong performance she's great uh-huh uh just the reason why that's funny is because she hasn't actually run yet just right. so just in case something happens <laughs> right. uh she has been victim to uh other people not knowing how to run on a track true uh that's so true. just in case something happens i want to point out that uh it's happening this afternoon well, i'm glad you brought up brenda martinez because she was in the news this week right yeah she sure was because in 2013, she won a bronze medal in Moscow at the World Championships, mm-hmm. but another drug cheat has been banned and medal stripped. So now Brenda has a silver medal. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that works. Uh, do they get the silver medal from the drug cheat and then mail it to you? They're supposed uh, to turn it back in. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then there is a medal ceremony that okay. they do. I don't know. I don't know. We saw a- one at Milrose. Yeah. Adam Nelson oh, got right. upgraded and we, we saw him get it. It's, it makes me sad. Yeah, it is. Because they, you, I mean, it's nice that the, that you, that you're getting this upgrade. Mm-hmm. This drug cheat steals that moment mm-hmm. where you get to see your flag raised in the stadium mm-hmm. wearing your, your, your colors. Otherwise you're like, uh, in front of me, Farley, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Joanna's cousin at right. Milrose. Right, that's true. Although we were at the Olympics too. Yeah, that's that's that is true. Well, that's great that she uh, gets upgraded, uh, an upgraded medal. And those medals are, 
I mean, we, we saw Matthews a couple weeks ago. I mean, those are really nice. I'm sure the world championship. And they're really heavy. Too. They would be very expensive yeah. to mail. Yeah. So they probably, I don't know. They got it all figured out. Maybe we'll ask her if we have her on the program. The well, future. you're supposed to give it back, but would you guys, if you got a silver medal at the world championships and somebody asked to give it back, would you just tell them that you lost it? Um, well, yes, I mean, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Tells, tells you where my morals are. Well, I think in that case, wouldn't they just mint another one? Yeah, exactly. But like Jim Beheim had, uh, he's a Syracuse basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And I think for his thousandth victory, he beat UVA, uh, which is not really the best thing to talk about on this show, especially right. with our guests. Uh, but they were interviewing him afterwards and he doesn't, because of NCAA violations, he doesn't actually have a thousand recognized wins. But afterwards, in, they were interviewing him, and he's like, "Well, you know, this was very special for my thousandth win." And then he paused, and he's like, "Which I, you know, don't necessarily have." Clearly, he doesn't care that he was stripped. He recognizes yeah. that he has a thousand <laughs> right. wins. You know, right. so I think Jim Beheim also would not give the medal back. Uh, I, I I was very disappointed in that game. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I know. I know that our guest Brian was disappointed in the game, as all of Wahoo Nation was. Okay, let's move on and talk about Bobcats then. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on the Bobcat thing real uh-huh. quick. Because we're a Bobcat we, show we, now. We mentioned that Ollie the Bobcat was loose. And be careful if you're running in Rock Creek Park because mm-hmm. uh, he or she... Has a history of being there, but is not there now? No. Well, Ollie went back to the, the, to the zoo. But uh-huh. I did read this week, Scott, our, our guy at Arlington Now, had a story about a Bobcat spotted in arlington and you can see the picture docs i'm showing you the picture right now it looks like a lynx it kind of does look like a lynx but yeah i don't know what the difference between a bobcat and a lynx are (laughs) i don't know but except you're an expert enough to know that it does look like a lynx all i'm saying is i mentioned last week when i lost my cable that Mm -hmm. it could have been a bobcat Mm -hmm. i think i am I think I've been. Your story has more credibility now. Yeah, I think I'm justified in in that thought. Or your boy Scott uh, wrote an article about (laughs) a bobcat to cover me uh, to cover you. Oh, I was going to say this is all London's doing because she covered up the duck thing and now she's Mm. covering up the cable thing. She's a pretty smart dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go look at Arlington now. Uh, Good story on this bobcat. This bobcat it looks like a domestic animal to me. I I almost want to bring him in. Um, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's, it says that it, it, you, you probably should not approach the bobcat. Probably. But, but <laughs> Use the language. Probably. No, it doesn't say probably. It says you should not approach the bobcat. <laughs> you should immediately call animal control. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just saying, look at the video. Bobcat looks, uh, very docile. Hey guys, like a good pet. What zoo animal would you like to have as a pet? Like what exotic bobcat? bobcat you want a bobcat? Me, yeah, yeah, or a lynx because they look pretty much the same. A lemur. You want a lemur? I want a lemur. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna have a monkey. Mm, monkeys. I've heard like people have monkeys and they've. That, that's not ended well for some people. Like one monkey rips some lady's face off or something. Well, your dog tries to rip my face <laughs> off. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well. All right. Each its own. All right. Finally. The first down 5K was this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I missed you guys out there. It was a great event. Uh, the weather cooperated, and uh, we had you know almost a thousand runners out there 
on Super Bowl Sunday who participating in both the run and the combine of push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, and squat jumps afterwards. Farley, did you improve your draft position with your combine results? <laughs> I actually was. I actually set my baseline for my 5K, and it was not good. So there's only one direction I can go now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's your favorite band. One direction. <laughs> Yeah, I will say I'm not. I'm not. I don't hate on One Direction. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not huge on boy bands, but I'm not uh-huh. so vociferously against them either. Well, I thought you liked In Sync. Yeah, I, 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 you know. <laughs> listen, I'm not too proud to uh, admit that it, they've got some catchy tunes. You got to admit they got some catchy tunes. Yeah. Yeah. They see? do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was last week. Uh, when are you guys going to run a race? We've got the Love uh-huh. the Run You're With this week. Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time yesterday, yeah, yeah, by the time this airs, I will have already done that race. Oh, so you will? You are running? Okay, yeah. fantastic. So you're running that, Docs. When's you, when's your first Pacers race? <sighs> I'm gonna do a Ragnar race out in Tahoe in June. Okay. Thanks for the invite. Uh, it's for West Springfield grads only. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. So you better get in shape for that. Maybe you yeah. need to do some races uh, to prepare. Uh huh. Um, all right, well, we'll pin him down on one. But I am running again. Okay, I, that's I, good. Uh, Dr. Beck fixed me up. Good. Uh, put me in the right direction. Um, the right direction. <laughs> Farley, don't get too not excited. One, I didn't one say direction. one direction. Yeah, don't no, get so excited. Um, so I'm I'm back on the mend, and uh, I'll, I'll 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 show up somewhere. All right. Well, we'll uh, when you guys least expect me. We'll, we'll keep Boy. you. We'll keep you posted. Uh, also, uh, make sure everybody knows we will be out and about on Tuesday this week, Valentine's Day, at the Shake Shack Run. So uh, if you don't catch us at a race, catch us there. Shake Shack Run, uh, Tuesday, February 14th. Spend your Valentine's Day with Pace the Nation. I mean, let's be honest. The chances of me not showing up are pretty high. <laughs> No, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Yeah, if you, if I have to be there, everyone has to be there. <laughs> We're all going to be there. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also, of course, have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the book Like Father, Like Son. We will have the book in store next week. Like, is that this week? Which is going to be this week. Uh, in all the stores? <laughs> in all the stores. We will have Like Father, Like Son, the book by Matt Sensuitz. Uh We will also be out and about uh, with the book tour and details with that coming soon. All right, good show, guys. Episode number 93 in the books. Thanks again to Brian Fetzer, the director of cross country and track and field at the University of Virginia for joining us today on the program. You can follow them at UVA track and field program at UVA underscore track. Oh, I bet Brian, the dog runner likes that uh, (laughs) handle and follows them. He does love the underscores. All right. That's William E. Docs. And for Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week.
here comes the guy in the green socks. I mean, this Still. is a very impressive performance. I mean, we've probably been recording for over an hour. An hour yes, over an hour. Like, there's so many great places to run. <laughs> yeah. But he loves this block. Mm-hmm. This is his favorite block in Clarendon. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is a listener. Give us a shout out. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Green well, compression socks. Green compression socks. Mm-hmm. He's a four-foot striker. So if that's you, tweet the show. <laughs> he probably could have known who he was by just knowing that, that he, he ran, ran by 37 and times. Around and around and around in Clarendon. Yeah. yeah. We should have been timing him for each lap and then like cheer, we'll cheer for him like when he comes by and we're like, that's a PR. <laughs> I also think the underscores would be a great name for a band. There's already a Brooklyn-based folk band called the underscores. Uh, well, you uh, should be in it. They only have four members. I'm sure they could use a fifth. I think this show is going to be 36 minutes long and the Easter eggs are going to be an hour and a half. <laughs> I know that from Christopher Wallace. Who's Christopher Wallace? The Notorious B.I.G. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, right. I feel like this car has been around the block a couple times, too. Is that a euphemism? Well, maybe now that Matthew's not in the race, Henry will win. <laughs> yeah. Pun. <laughs> um, also, really exciting news. I saw another Chevy Aveo. Twins. Yeah. It's the same color and everything, and it was parked right down on Garfield. Hmm. And I tried to find a spot right near them, but I couldn't. <laughs> Every everybody in your life has twins. Your roommates have twins. Your car has a twin. Luigi has a twin. There it goes. There he goes. How many laps are on the? Mean, we should go get him for an interview. <laughs> How many laps are you doing? What is your workout routine? What's up with those socks? They're compression socks. Um. All right. Maybe uh, maybe that guy's not allowed to cross the street. <laughs> Maybe he can't turn left. <laughs> so what, what did we just finish with? We just talked about. There's that tapping again. It's obviously uh, some Morse code. Somebody saying, get me out of here. But none of us speak Morse code, so we won't hear that. But one of our listeners is going to tweet in, and they're going to be like, I cracked up Morse code in the background. Somebody's locked in a closet, and they need your help. No, but um, I'm learning to sign. That's the same stuff that you knew before. I know. <laughs> well, now I'm doing my daily com- uh, casino spin. You guys gotta wait. Okay, that's that's only fair. So Farley, I actually downloaded a casino games uh, casino program. Uh, so it's casino again soon. So that I I downloaded a casino game so that I could see like how much I like if I if 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 I could really win, mm-hmm. you know, like to test the systems. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that they just give you lots of free money in this. It's like free chips here, you know, like, oh, thanks for logging in. Yeah. Like, look at this. I just won uh, (laughs) $50,000 in chips just for showing up. Oh, man. When I went to the MGM. Yeah, we did. Like, hey, where's the wheel? Where where do I get my spin for my free chips? When's our next book tour event? I think it's going to be Philadelphia. I don't know yet, though. Okay. Uh, the word W H E N means win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. 